before you remember uh, what God said to you on a night like tonight. I can't tell you how many times. I'm like, how do I still remember that? How do I still remember that service? <clears throat> Nothing extravagant, it seemed like. <clears throat> the Lord works that way. He's faithful and true. <clears throat> I'm going to go be preaching out of Matthew. Matthew chapter 14. Maddie started playing that piano, and I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> I ain't heard her in a while. <clears throat> Thankful that people put their time into ministries. And there's a lot of them, a lot of them. And uh, there's a lot of things that we can do as a church. And I'm thankful for people that are learning how to play pianos, <clears throat> learning how to scrub toilets. <laughs> there's one, <laughs> never, never mind. And say there's one in the fellowship hall right now if you want to learn. Amen. <laughs> Matthew chapter 14. I hope I'm not on recording yet. Brother Josh says he starts listening, has been listening to these. <clears throat> I want to preach on storms tonight. <clears throat> Before I get started, I want to first off say they're real. We live in a day and time where it's been exalted so much that we're now scared of storms. We're scared of preaching about storms. We're scared of songs that are about storms. I want to tell you something. I, I want to preach now if God will help me. I'm not, gonna, I'm not preaching against them. I'm, not preaching for, I'm just preaching what the Bible says. And I've got a few questions I want to ask that I asked myself that I want to do the best I can to answer through his word. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. Just give you an idea of what's going on in the scriptures. <clears throat> Jesus just got done feeding thousands of people. And now, we're going to go to verse 22. Let's all stand. We'll just read a few verses. It says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to go into a ship, and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Aren't you glad? I just want to put this in here. Aren't you glad that when you do have a storm, you can find Jesus in them? And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So let's pray. Lord, thank you.
for the opportunity to preach tonight. Thank you for letting us have the opportunity to come to church once again. I pray, God, that every one of us would be fed, Lord, in the way that we need to be fed tonight. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd be with our pastor and his family, Lord, while they're out of town. And, God, I just pray that you'd move tonight in our church, Lord, and in every heart. In Jesus' name, amen. You may have a seat. I want you to know, first off, there is a difference between storms and trials. There are going to be trials in your life. There's going to be days when the devil is going to do everything he can to kill you. He doesn't like Christians. He doesn't want you to live like a Christian. He doesn't want you to make it through this life believing and trusting in God. And so there is trials in your life, but the Bible does say as far as storms go that there are that the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust and sometimes there's going to be storms in your life that may have been put there before you. Sometimes it may just happen. But there is a difference between trials and storms. And I want to preach on storms for just a little bit. But I want you to understand first things first. is In the first verse that we read it says, And straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to get into a ship. Now, this messes up our theology sometimes. Because sometimes we think if we're in a storm, then that means God's chastising us. You ever felt like that? You ever felt like God was putting you behind a woodshed and you're trying to figure out what was wrong? I'm sure Job felt like that for just a little while. Actually, I... Let me take that back. That was more of a trial. That wasn't a storm. See, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding what I'm preaching tonight. Uh, there is a difference. But a lot of times we'll get into storms and we'll think God's, God's mad at me for some reason. And that's not always the case. So we make God out to be a mean God and He's not a mean God. He is a righteous God, but He loves every one of us. And He wants us just to get closer to Him. And He knows what we can handle and what we cannot handle. And I want to tell you something. Jesus was the one that told them to go out into the ship and take off across the sea. They were in the will of God. I mean smack dab in the will of God. That You couldn't be more in the will of God than the disciples were. And Jesus said, go now. The Bible even says that He constrained them. That means by force. Jesus didn't say, hey disciples, y'all need to go out into the storm. Y'all need to go out to the sea. No, He constrained them. I mean by force, by pressure, y'all need to go. And you know what they did? They obeyed. So my first question tonight is who brought them there into that storm? See, here's the thing. The Bible doesn't tell us that we know that Jesus knows all things. We know that He is. He was. uh, He came as a man, but He is still God. He still knows these things. I believe that. But it wasn't that God told them to go into a storm. But it was that he told them to go into the ship and go across the sea. 
But it just so happened to be a storm. I don't think the devil is our, is, is, is our always, I guess, the best way to say it. I don't believe it's always the devil. I want you to know something. God has way more control of things than the devil does. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, can I read? Can I keep on reading? The Bible says in verse 22, And straightway Jesus constrained His disciples to, to get into His ship and to go before Him unto the other side. So Jesus said, all right, y'all need to go. I'm going to stay back. So y'all go. He told them to go without them. All right. And when He had sent the multitudes away, He went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. So we know that Jesus told them to travel, to go, and there was a storm. But I want to ask this next question. See, I couldn't help, but I just got stuck on this. So Jesus sends them away, and then he goes along to pray. I think a lot of times our theology is all messed up. I don't know what Jesus prayed that night or that day, but all I know is he sent them off. He sent the multitudes off, he sent the disciples off, and he went up into a mountain and prayed. And my question is, what did he pray? Now, I don't know what he prayed. But I have no doubt that Jesus knows where they were at. Because you find just a few verses later, Jesus walks on the water. He doesn't need a ship to make it into your storm. He can just pop right in anytime he wants. And I want to tell you something. When you are in the middle of a storm, you'll find that he knows how to pop right in. And your storm. But I wonder if Jesus got alone up there on that mountain. And he started praying. He said, Lord, Peter, here in just a little while, is going to deny me. And he's going to need to come back to this day where I met him out on the water and where he gets out of the ship. Lord, would you allow this storm to deepen his faith? Lord, John, he's such a loving one, but he's got so much fear in his life. And he keeps looking at all these fears. He keep, and he's going to get out there in that sea tonight, and he's going to see that the storm is big, and the waves are long and tall and big and, and very fearful, and he's going to get scared tonight. And God, I just pray that you, that you use... This is how, I believe this is how Jesus fellowshiped with God, the Father. He prayed, and when he prayed, he got things done. And he knew how to pray. And he knew what every one of them needed at that very moment. And I believe that Jesus did that very thing that they needed that day through the storm. See, if we, can, if we can do anything we can't, or if we had it in our own power, I would get rid of every single storm in my life. 
And you would too. You would too. Here's the thing though, you wouldn't pray it out of your life if you were a farmer. Physically, you wouldn't. I mean, I understand storms can be ugly sometimes. Storms can be mean sometimes. But I thank God I've got a, I've got a garden at my house. And actually, I've been trying to pray for more sun here lately because every time it gets, the, the, the sun peeks through the trees and all that in my little garden back there in the middle of the woods where it ain't really supposed to be at. It needs to be out in the middle of the sun. But every time the sun's wanting to appear, there's a big old cloud. And I've been praying that God would allow it to be sunny more. But I want to tell you something. Uh, we, we need rain. We need storms. We need, we need them in our life because what happens? Things, storms bring life. I mean, even scientifically. Lightning, it brings oxygen into our souls. It, it, we, the, everything needs water to grow. Need, need all these things. And the truth of the matter is you need the very same thing. And we hate them. I hate storms. I don't like them. I don't think, I, I, I honestly have a hard time sometimes thanking God for them. But aren't you glad that the Bible says in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I want to tell you one thing. He knows what you need. And he knows. What, and I'm not saying every storm that comes in your life is God. But I want to tell you something. He allows them. And if we just learn to look at Him, that's what a storm ought to do in our lives as Christians is we ought to be able to not just see the storm but see God in it. In our storm. And that's what the Bible says. They saw the winds. They saw it all. But all of a sudden, verse 26, it says, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. It is a spirit. Or saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But Jesus said, it's me. It's me. And they were reassured. Can I tell you something? I think a lot of times we don't know how to thank God in storms because... Because we can't discern whether it's God or not. Sometimes we look off into the distance and we can't really see. Is that really Jesus right there? Is that Jesus? Is he trying to help me? Is he trying to deepen my faith? Is he trying to show me that I need to be looking at him? And the truth is we can't determine what's a trial in our life and what's a storm in our life because we've gotten them mixed up. But I want to tell you something. You can see Jesus in your storm, but you can also see Jesus in your trials. But why does God allow storms so we can see Him? Maybe tonight you're in a storm. Maybe tonight there's been things that's not, that's just, it seems like nothing's going right, nothing's going the way you planned it, and you've just been burdened, whether it's something physically in your life, maybe it may be family, it may be friends, it may be a battle in your life, it may be, a, it may be some some sin in your life, whatever it may be. I don't know what kind of storm it is tonight. I will say sin is sin too. I, but I'm just saying I, storms can be general and sometimes. Uh, I don't know what it is in your life that's been, that's been trying to bring you down and been trying to, to, to make you fearful and trying to make you not see Jesus. I don't know what it is tonight, but I want to tell you, Jesus can be there in your storm. And He will be if you just look at Him. And he always knows what to say. B, 
Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. You ever been afraid? You ever been afraid for tomorrow? You ever been afraid for the situation you're in? He says, be not afraid. You know why you're still afraid? It's because you're not seeing Him. You don't see Him. I look at Peter and I think, my goodness, what a man of faith. He gets out of the ship. I mean, this man's walking on water. And then a verse later, he's about to drown because he's afraid again. And the truth is, sometimes we get encouraged. All right, I'm good to go. I'm good to walk out on the water. And then that fear comes again. You never find, though, a storm killing anybody in the Bible. Or any of his own. And the truth is, half the things we're afraid of Elijah, half the things we're afraid of, he's right there. He's right there in it, and we're looking at it, we're looking at the big old storm, but I'm glad if you just get along with God for a little bit, you'll see him, even in the biggest storms of your life. I mean that. <clears throat> and there's going to be storms. Some may be smaller, some may be big. But you can see Him in them. And I think some of the, 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 the best thing that we could do sometimes is realize that there's nobody else that can help us like him. I think we're too dependent on everything else. We're too dependent on, on friends, on family, and God's given us these things. He's given us doctors. He's given us all these things. I, I, I want to tell you, I, I, <laughs> I depend on them too. It's not a bad thing. But can I see Jesus in it? Have I went to Him in my storm? See, that's the difference. None of those things are bad things that I just said. But we'll go to everything else and not realize that Jesus is right there. And he's got his hand out. And there would be so much joy. I, even in storms. So much joy. There could be so much joy. And oftentimes we forfeit it. Because we're not willing to see him. But the truth is. He's still merciful. And he's gracious. Just like Peter, he's put his 
big boy pants on. He said, Lord, I'll come out there to you. And he went out there. I, I bet it was a little bit of a distance too. I don't think it was a close walk. I think it was, it was far enough to where he really felt like his life was threatened. And he kept on walking and he took those little baby steps. And he's like, <laughs> I'm good. All right, Lord, I'm coming. I'm coming. And then he started thinking, oh, that boat's getting a little bit further away now. And then that fear started coming back. You, you see what I'm saying? And, 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 and despite his faithlessness, Jesus still pulled out his hand. And he knows what we need in our storms. And what I'm trying to say to you tonight is whatever reason, what, why, why you're in a storm, whatever reason you're in a storm, I can't tell you why or, or how or what's going on, but I can tell you that you can't find Jesus in it. And when he talks, it's sufficient. You can have 10,000 people tell you what you need to do in your storm. You need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this, that, that, that. And you get so bombarded by everybody's opinions. And some people's opinions are good. Some people's wisdom are good. And sometimes God will speak through people to counsel you and help you and help me. And I thank God for that. But the best thing we could do is get alone with God so we can hear what He's saying. And you'd be surprised how much victory you can have in your storms. And how much you can have joy in your storms. And how much you can have cheer. It says, be of good cheer. How can you be of good cheer when you see storms and waves that are 30 feet high? How can you be of good cheer when you see lightning and, and all this stuff that's going on out here in the middle of the sea? But Jesus said, be of good cheer. And I believe that they were. When they started seeing him. And the truth is, I can't tell you every reason why God lets storms happen. I can't tell you. But it's to deepen our faith. I know that for sure. But don't get discouraged when you're in a storm and you say, my goodness, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? We sometimes act like God beats us, and He doesn't. He chastises. But even when He does that, He does that in love. And He may allow that through a storm. He may chastise you through a storm. I mean, Jesus said He constrained them. He, by force, put them in a ship and said, go. Go. So I can chastise you in the middle of the sea. You're too stubborn. You know what happened if you read the few verses before? They're already telling Jesus what he needs to do. Lord, hey Lord, um, listen, we got a thousand people out here, thousands actually, in the middle of the wilderness. Uh, we have five loaves of bread, two pieces of fish. Um, I think we should have a council meeting. And we need to... Uh, we need to do something. <laughs> we need to send them off something. And Jesus is like, yep, y'all need a storm. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to put y'all on a ship. 
And the truth is, that's how I believe the Lord works sometimes. We get too prideful in ourselves. We get too, we get that high look about ourselves that nothing can stop us. We're, un, we're unstoppable. We're unbreakable. And the truth is, that's, that's when God can't use you and I. And you may put on the best suit. You may put on the best dress. And the truth is, you've got such a proud self. You've got a proud look about yourself and a high look about yourself. And you think you're unstoppable and invincible. And God says, I've got to bring you now into a store. Just to show you that I'm God. And you're just a man. But I love you. And I know you're stubborn. You're stiff-necked. You're stiff-necked people. But I love you. And I'm going to make you get in that ship. I remember my uncle. My goodness, I was scared of him when I was a kid. I'm, I'm, I'm still haunted by it. Every time I go across a swimming pool, he'd grab me and throw me in every time. I'd squeal. I'd scream. I'd, I'd kick. And I, I mean, I would just be terrified. But every time, it's like he enjoyed it. He enjoyed my misery. I mean, every single time he'd throw me in the pool. And every time I'd look at him, he'd be coming this way. And I'd run over there to the other side of the pool. I'd say, we've got a restraining order on you. <clears throat> Somebody made me do it. I'm glad somebody taught me, made me swim. I would have never known how to swim if somebody didn't throw me in. And the truth is, you're not, you're not ever going to be a, you're never going to be an effective Christian. You're never going to be a, a, a sincere Christian. You're never going to do anything for God unless He allows you to go through some things in life where he can show you himself. Does that make sense tonight? I don't want to be a dead horse. I want to tell you something. I understand. I don't like storms. But there's been times in my life I said, I don't believe this is the devil. I don't believe the devil's trying to kill me right now. I'm just telling you, maybe I'm wrong for saying this tonight, but I believe that there's been times in my life. Actually, I I don't even take that... I believe by the Bible I can prove this. There's been times in my life I said, There's, this ain't the devil. This is God. He wants me to get closer to him. And I believe that he's allowed some things in my life just to get closer to him. And whatever that may be in your life, I don't know. It may be different than what I've had to go through in my life. But all I know is sometimes he'll let it go through your life just so he can get a, get a hold of you and get your attention. You think you're a good preacher? And then God brings you down a little bit through a storm and says, no, you're just, you're just my messenger. I love you. You're, you're, you, need to, you need to humble yourself. And then you think you're a good Christian. You've got this ministry and you've got this ministry. You're doing really good. People come to you now for advice and, then, and, and you just got a proud look about yourself and he, then he, he puts a storm in your way. He says, no, no. You've not been looking at me. You've been looking at yourself. You think you're pretty good now, don't you? Well, I want to tell you something. You need me still. And I'm going to let you go through this storm because I love you and because devil wants to ruin you. And so I'll let you go through that. You getting what I'm saying? We need it tonight. And then when you think you don't need it, the truth is you need it. And you say, God, if I, if I could just not have any storms in my life, I'll try, to do, I'll try myself to do better. And the truth is... We forget. We forget. 
how good God is. And we forget about His blessings every day. And then the truth is, we forget about Him. And that's when we quit praying. And that's when we quit reading. That's when we quit coming to church. But I want to tell you something. Uh, when, we, when we get into a storm, you'll find yourself reading the Bible more. You'll find yourself calling out to Him more. You'll find yourself coming to church more. And you'll find yourself doing all those things that are right. In storms. Ms. Cherith, if you'll come on. I want to ask you something. Do you see Him in your storm? Can you see Him? I know there's times where it's hard to discern. I'm telling you. There's been times I have prayed. I say, God, is this you? Is it you? Is this Satan? Lord, are you there? And And the thing is, he's there. He's there. Whatever it is in your life, he's there. The truth is, he probably put you there. Because you needed it. Let's all stand.